Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. There's so much good content that these people are leaking on me right now that I need to get to. First off, Alex is fresh, right there. Okay, we were talking about that before the show started. Then Hunter apparently is going on a cruise. I didn't know where he was going because Danny chimed in with he's going to Cozumel. Where the hell is Cozumel? It's Cozumel. I've never heard anyone say Co. What's the word that you mispronounce all the time? That it's the, uh, it's the E, something with an E. e- evolution. Oh, evolution. Like evolution. I, evolution. I who, they're both. Correct. I know who Eva Longoria. I know who just, Eva Longoria is. Just like Cozumel and Cozumel. Do you spell they're color with you? Color with you is is right in some countries. If I'm in Britain, and I believe Canada no. and Australia. I don't know about Canada, but Australia and Britain. Color with a U in Good Canada. Good day. Ah, uh, you know what? I might have uh, misspoke on that. Yeah. And then uh, Hunter's going on a cruise, which then led me to say. Nothing, a cruise is nothing but a diarrhea making. And uh, which thank God Alex to say, what do you mean? I've been on cruises, not not pleasure cruises, military cruises. Those, <laughs> those ships. Those, those are a little different. different. No, they are not. <laughs> those ships are nothing but breeding grounds for disease. And anyone who's, been, anyone who's been on a float knows this. And so let me tell you something. It would start with one. You'd go through the passageways and you're like, oh, hey. Notice you have a cold sore on your face. I have this uh, thing about cold sores. I can't stand it. Well, you're a germaphobe anyway. They're very much so. And so you would notice, like, like, I don't like to touch surfaces when I know other people's hands have been. And that's all a ship is. It's nothing but surfaces. And so, and this was before the advent. Really, the Iraq War is, or, or the Global War on Terror is what brought about the advent of hand sanitizer. Okay? That, that's, that was the cleaning mechanism. Before that, there was, like, no hand sanitizer. Nobody had hand sanitizer. You just had to go to use soap and water. Not a, not, not a lot of hand sanitizing stations on the ship. You had to go to the nasty head to go wash your hands, right? And so then you're going everywhere, touching handles, opening hatches, because heaven forbid you don't shut the hatches, ship sinks, you know, if it floods. And so one person would be walking around with a cold sore. Then like a thousand people would be walking around with a cold sore. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Oh, wow. that's right, germs. And so when Hunter comes back because he got dysentery, sorry, Hunter, I just want to say, one, told you so. Two, kaopectate. Three, get 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 some like you're going to the Nile River type shots because you're going on a cruise. <laughs> River you're going on the cruise, and all these people are nasty. And you got to understand that if you want to see nastiness in action, you go to a major, go to any airport, not even a major airport. Go to any airport, and you go to the men's room. Not that I'm hanging out in the men's room in an airport, but when you take you when you go to the men's room, it's dudes who do not wash their hands. Like they're just in there, and I don't care if they, uh, you know, yeah, we got the idea. They do not wash. Men do not wash their hands. 
I, I, and, and the people going out there, I wash my hands. They're lying to yourself. Do not lie to the audience. Look in the mirror and know that you're the person going to the male restroom at an airport, not washing your hands, going to touch the tray tables. Hence why I wipe down the tray table seatbelts and that little air conditioner thing over my head. Let's start the show now. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I can see Tim getting to the airplane. Just wiping. Let me yeah. give you a couple of things here before uh, we get, uh, we get uh, hot and heavy into topics here. So real quick. So this is the AD. I want to, I, somehow my pen changed to blue, not red. I don't know how it happened, but it's blue. So the ADD, like when you're looking to see... Um, advanced decline line. Thank you. Advanced decline line. If you want to see if price is about to break. So here's a couple things that you can look at. You can look at... Oh, for the love of me. Come on. Stall, Danny. Stall. I don't see... <laughs> you like my shirt? I, I, had set, I had seven minutes at the over under. What, how, how long are we into the show? Somebody, oh, yes. Come on, somebody tell About me how. Three or four. Son yeah. of a gun, man. I would have lost that. I, I really thought he would go well seven Well done, minutes. Danny. Yeah, well done, Danny. We all took a bet. I was stalling for you. No, while you were on the phone, how long it would take you to mention your shirt if none of us mentioned your shirt. I had seven minutes and you went at four. You overshot. Sure. I know, really. I thought you knew him. I thought I did. Yeah. So look, here is um, the, uh, look at my bottom right. This isn't the best chart. I can't find it. But when you don't have, and you haven't move up, and you don't have plus 800 to 1,000 ticks on the day, and this is a very poor chart. Look, I know I can't find the chart that I'm looking for. We haven't had any really buying or any really selling ticks today. Price then is able to move with this metric, ADD. And so the ADD is heading lower. Look for price to head lower. If the ADD is going lower in advance of price, most likely you're going to see a break in price a little bit later. The ADD is a leading indicator. I thought I'd bring it up as I saw it and I see it right now. Now, second thing, okay? I've been uh, hostily accused of being a bear. Now, I think I'm handsome, but uh, Danny, has, Danny has called me and saying, stop being a bear, okay? And I just want to point out. Where's well, the Timmy bear? I was going to say, Don doesn't have the problem. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can already sense Don. If Don reaches under the desk and pulls out the bear. Oh, he's got it in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did he pull it out of the closet? He's, that's funny. he's got a, You ought to just have it right next to you, Don, like your wingman. So, oh so here's what I did. I, I just want to show you why the month of October. When, I didn't do September. I just did the month of October. Uh -huh. Here is 20 years of October's, okay? Real quick, it's, this isn't a dissertation, but I could have easily just downloaded the like October 1 to October 30 mm -hmm. and then found like the mean, median, and mode and said, this is the, you know, I could do the average for you, mm -hmm. the average return. Look, if you're a buy and holder, none of, the, none, about, none of what I'm about to say matters to you. Like you just buy indices, right? Mm -hmm. Or you just buy stocks. If you're an active market trader, this matters. If you are an options trader, this acutely matters to you, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm about to cover. And so, look, uh, let me just, I'm going to try to put it in present mode so people can see the charts at home, okay? okay. I don't know if this is going to work. Okay, that it works. Worked. It worked. Yeah. I didn't think it would work. Look, um, uh, over here. So, uh, look, you, you, these aren't massive dips. Like, someone's going to say minus 5%. Look, I want to point out a couple of things as we progress on these charts. These are daily charts, okay? This dotted line that you see here is options expiration. Look what happens after options expiration, okay? I only did through, uh, oh, that's, excuse me, that's November. This is October. I only did the month of October. I'm not running it through. Um, November, December. Unless price had a continuation through there. Like you can see here, uh, price was here and here. You went down almost 10%. 
Look, but but look what you get when you get two closes above the 21. That starts a new trend. As long as the 21 holds as a daily chart, that you wade back in. You, it's a market. Anything can happen. If you wade back in, uh, two closes above the 21, you might be on the cusp of a new trend. You might also be on the cusp of that get the rug pulled out from you because it's October. October is notorious for doing this. And so uh, here's. Uh, 03, 04. And so I, before I just run through these lickety split, why go back so far? This encompasses almost every economic scenario I can imagine. We have a dot-com sell-off. We have the uh, real estate market uh, plunge, right? We, the Great Recession. We have uh, the first signs of tightening in the market, which was 2018, uh, where uh, the palster comes out and says, we're going to tighten. And you'll see what happens. I think right Black Tuesday was October too. Well, I don't go back to eighty-seven. Okay, okay. okay. I, I mean, oh one. Is that is the color from the tie dye getting you? What did you dye that with? Is it getting to your? My daughter made this for me. Yeah? She Aww. was in her tie dye like phase yeah. a couple of years ago, and she really wanted to tie dye something. I mean, I'm like, nah. so I gave her an old button-down yeah. shirt, yeah. and she tie dyed it. And then tonight they're have their football game, right? And you're supposed to wear pink, right? I guess for Breast awareness, breast cancer awareness month. Hold on, just for it's for can <laughs> One is for can it's not for breast awareness. It's, <laughs> it's, it's for I'm cancer. aware of breast. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, so anyway, this <laughs> this is this this that. this is the only shirt I have that has pink in it, infused in it. So I, think, I decided to wear it in honor of my daughter. I think it's great. And breast awareness. I think it's great you're wearing it because I, I I even if. I feel like my daughter made that. I would be weird and I wouldn't want to wear it, but you're doing it. Good for you. She no, styling it, man. I'm going to be the, gonna be the yeah. most stylish dad at the football game. It's true. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so I don't disagree. I don't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, go ahead. You mean with moving on? Yes. Oh, four. Uh, you're down four and a half percent. Look at this. And But look, when you get when you get the two closes, okay, when you get those closes above, I, oh, I did my marker. When you get those closes above, the 21 on a daily chart. It could lead to this big move higher. But look, this is, I'm telling you, October will take the salt out of it. It, it just does. It doesn't have to. 2006, look, we don't need to add nauseam. If you want this, I'm more than happy to send it to anybody. You, you, you can poke holes and like, Tim, you didn't cover this or you didn't cover these specific economic conditions. Look, the OX on my chart just stands for options expiration. The, the punchline here, look at this, no pullback. What pullback is what WPB stands for? There was no pullback, right? It held the 21, here's 2011. Here's 2011 still, you got the pullback afterwards. Look at this, 2011 October, down five and, five, over 5.5% five first half of the month. Then after options expiration, they get you for another 10. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, here's, well, that's that's the seasonality of selling Maine, go away. You said... Uh, Except it's October, May, May through October. No, but you're supposed to get out through okay. October, and then you buy in November. But if anybody heard what I said on uh, one of the videos I did recently, I think once you clear all this, I think November is a time to. I the think you, I think you got to clear this. Uh, 2013, look, three percent. Who? That's no big deal. Uh, 2014, seven percent, almost eight percent. 2015, right? Uh, 2016, 2017, and look, you're like Tim, you're going too fast. You can pause the video and stare at this all you want. Okay, so for, for anyone at home, get but some many of the biggest market drops happened in October. They happened in October. That's why. That's why I. I. 
and I'm going to show you some charts in a second. Here's 2018. What? what I think what? even the big one in 1929 was October. It might have been November. Okay. But, I, again, I started at 01 with this. Yeah, okay. I know you did. So um, 2018 was the first time Jepau, Jepau, the French. Jepau. Jepau. The puppet. Of, oh, Jepau. Jepetto, right? Jepetto was the puppeteer that made Pinocchio, Pinocchio. right? Yes. Jepau is the puppet of the Biden administration. <laughs> oh, that, How do you spell I, that? that? Oh, that. Yeah. Jepau? Yeah. Like, Dave, like, like Dave Chappelle, except with the J-E in front of it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Jepau. Or maybe it's je P-O-W. You know what? It doesn't matter. Make it up. Yeah. Jepel, the puppet of the Biden administration, started talking about, well, then the Trump administration, started about tightening here in 2018. That is a monstrous effect from October to December, down 20%. I remember this explicitly because the big cap, pot, big cap tech stocks were not acting properly. And my clue here was Amazon. Like Amazon for time immemorial would go on this Christmas run. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Didn't this, happen. this Christmas run ain't happening. There's something wrong with the market. Uh, Santa's got a hangover or something. Something's going on. Yeah, something. And so that was tightening. But look here. Look, look, at, look at 2019. 2019, one of the, 2019 was a great year for, for, for the consumer, for just a whole bunch of good things. Uh, only down 4% beginning of the month. Look at 2020. Last year. Pandemic year, almost down 9%, right? And a lot of that happened after options expiration. So then that is the end of our show, boys and girls. And now let's take a look really quickly what's happening right now. And so when I'm looking here at ES, right, on a daily chart, you've got those two clothes above the point of line, right? I, too many lines. I should have cleaned up this chart. You've got the two clothes of the 21. You're above the 200-day. Fantastic. This needs more. I, look, it's, this is not right now. It could be turning positive. There's something that has me on the fence. There's two things that have me on the fence. Like, is this going to be a move? And look, it, it's not arguing it's going lower or going higher. There's two things that have me really concerned. One is the leader. The SPX is not the leading indice that over the time period I just covered. It's the NASDAQ's the leading indice over the time period I covered. The 20 years that I just covered, it's, it's the NASDAQ. And when I'm on the daily chart right here, you're, you're, you, get, you haven't even cleared the 50 day. That, that's, that's, not, that's not healthy yet. Well, but I, I do, it does beg the question though, will it switch to S&P style stocks for, for one Maybe. reason? Well, there's a difference now. Now we have rising interest rates and a stronger dollar before we had dropping interest rates and that's good for tech stocks. I, so because of rising rates, mm -hmm. tech stocks may not be. I don't disagree with you. And that's why I really wanted to highlight uh, that 2018 chart. 2018 was a very similar situation okay. with dollar and rates. And, and that's the, this is what the S&Ps did. And I always talk in S&Ps. I'm not switching this talk in NASDAQ, but the NASDAQ's the lead. The S&Ps. Over to, yes. Yeah, the NASDAQ is where you're growing. Okay, is. I'm going to get Tom Brady off of here because now, now those, those, those eyes are just distracting me. <laughs> Do you have a man crush on Tom Brady? No, Alex's boyfriend. There was a good football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so here is the Dixie, the dollar. As long as the dollar is bullish, I think it, I think it resolves. Because the correlation hasn't changed yet. The dollar's fine. Meaning it's a headwind for stocks. It, it absolutely is. And for a number of reasons that we're about to transition to. But if, if the dollar broke lower, like it broke below the 21, I think that's a different, I think you see tech stocks explode and this market is on its way to new highs. 
that's what I think is actually going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. Like this dollar. Well, the other, the other, the other factor is now we're going into earnings seasons, and if earnings are perceived as as beating or doing well, huh? and remember, most companies sandbag anyway, so they can beat earnings even if they're not good quarter over quarter. The story is that they're good. I'm not going to discount anything you said. I'm just because what do you I? You shouldn't. Know? I'm just, damn smart. Genius. Oh, <laughs> True. <sighs> Thanks, Zach. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Checks in the mail. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Checks in the mail. It dude takes cash. Um, but if this dollar broke, I think I, Venmo. Yeah. If this dollar does Venmo have fees? I'm, I'm sure. Oh, oh, if you let them link to your personal checking account, no. If you're going to put it on a credit card, yeah, then they. Whip I, you. I never let these companies link to my personal. Neither do I. No, I don't blame you. I'll okay. pay the fee. Yeah, I'll pay the fee gladly. <laughs> Dixie here, though, needs to break. The dollar needs to break. It's been pr- it, it, until that correlation goes away that the dollar, the dollar is positive now. And and let, I just let me see what's happened here. Well, markets aren't falling apart, but the weaker the dollar, I think it's better for stocks. Yeah. And then and then I, I I and I believe that's the correlation that you'll see happen. But we'll see the market play out. Like it, it you, the good news is, as an individual investor, which is who we talk to. And who we work for and who we try to empower with uh, information and actionable insight is you don't have, no one's got uh, the proverbial gun to your head. Like you don't have to bet at all. Like you don't have to, there's no reason to be angry about markets. They're going to do what they're going to do. All you can do, because we don't know the next tick in the market, is just take in what you see, use a little precedence for it. And then, and, and I'm telling you, this October month is really tough. And because you're going to get too close above the 21. And then the rug gets pulled out from under you. I think there's a clue here. I think the dollar's telling you that, like, maybe the, the aggro out there, the aggressive person out there, don't maybe not be so aggressive. Just wait to see what the hell happens. Because this dollar has proven in the last, what, two or three months, it's popped up its head. Uh, be cautious. But well, well, we've gotten a lot more aggressive, but we also have a very defined sell this. Yeah, yeah, no. If so you're going to get yeah, out tomorrow. Yeah. Then, or today. You could get out. You could, you could get Next out like minute. right now. Yeah. yeah. The. But what's going to be driving the dollar is what Danny's going to cover. So Danny did a real popular uh, segment last week, all on economics. Um, I heard from the IPO club. They would like you to be more angry about it. So <laughs> you could bump up that tempo. Yeah, if you could bump yeah, it up a little it. bit. But there's yeah, a lot that he – and it's not just the dollar. In my picture. Yeah, like traders aren't bidding up the dollar here. Tra- this isn't – the traders are not coming and going, hey, let's bid up the dollar. Like there's forces at work that are bidding up the dollar. And I believe that this is not what Zhipao wants. Because Zhipao wants markets to be placid. And if the dollar rears up its ugly head, it's probably going to rate, it's probably going to do what he does. It's going to do what he, it's going to do something he doesn't want to have happen. Meaning uh, the market, the rates are going to go higher and sink with the dollar. And that's, he's not in control of that rate raise. It's market forces. That's a big difference between the Fed being in charge of the rate raise and the market forces being in, rate, in charge of the rate raise. There's a huge difference there. So, Danny, tell me what is going to affect the dollar? What, what are the two forces that you want to talk about? Well, so inflation and rates are really uh, the, the two key you know, drivers of what's going to happen with the dollar and how much money Congress does or doesn't spend. Right. It's, but, you know, but it's the CPI and the PPI. The CPI and the PPI. Uh, are really, uh, so the producer's price index, Mm -hmm. everybody knows what the CPI is, a consumer price index. 
And that's a basket of goods or services, and they measure it month over month. So it's kind of a moving average. You're looking at time, and you're looking at prices. Everybody knows we've got, when they talk about inflation, that's CPI. Mm -hmm. And so right now it's running about 5.5%, according to them. Now, they also, they break it out into different segments. So the one they like to quote is CPI, ex-food and energy, because that's lower. It doesn't make them look as irresponsible, because a really high number makes the the powers that be look like they're not in control. If you have high inflation, people get worried, right? So, but everybody eats and everybody drives. So CPI, X food and energy is really worthless in my opinion. Those are the two most important things that I spend money on. Now, the PPI is the, you know, the, the classical definition is the, it's a, a quote of, and this is based on the BLS or the Bureau of Labor Statistics website. It's the family of indexes, um, um, measure of average of supply goods and services, the inputs over time. So the inputs can be wage, um, commodities, raw materials. And believe me, if you go to their chart, and by the way, I can send you this report. I got a PDF. It's only 140 pages long of light reading and statistics. But, um, you you know, like, they, was that a humble brag? Like oh, I didn't read the whole thing. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> so, but, but the first 10 pages really encapsulates the the summary of the whole report the next uh uh you know 130 pages really are just supporting docs and, and, and if you want that report and, and it's a lot of boring picture uh, a chart so if you really want like a spreadsheet chart of you know if you want month. that report and you're listening uh on the podcast what you get at google play store apple uh, itunes store uh you just search for your asset management uh dan at revere asset just send him a note and he'll send you the report dan at revere asset yep. right so anyway, so all I'm saying is they break it down, uh, in, you know, and they break it down on time frames. So kind of like Don's, in this, you know, short-term, mid-term, and long-term time frames for the markets. Just like that, they break it down coming uh, inputs going through the pipeline. So they got like, you know, a couple weeks out, short-term, mid they call it, I think, you know, one, two, three, and four, but it doesn't matter. And then you got final uh, demand, final output prices. And so the overall number for uh, for year to date is six point three, kind of the blended one that most people for, for consumer, for, no PPI for for producer for producer. Now it's seven percent since December. If you, if you tack on December since the changing of the guard, it, so it's seven percent. Now that's with the kind of blended average. And by the way, they're talking about recalibrating this early next year in January twenty twenty. They're not sure whether they are or not, but they're talking about it, obviously, because they're worried about people getting nervous. And they do that with CPI, too. They manipulate it when it starts getting too high. They re, re, they change how they count the numbers, and so it, they can keep a lid on it. But here's the big kind of surprising one. So for the commodity prices, so when you break it out from labor and other inputs, and you go to kind of the commodity inputs and you go to processed and unprocessed mm -hmm. okay so really kind of raw materials to kind of through the the manufacturing uh pipeline unprocessed was 28 percent year to date so processed is 18.5 so really it's not the absolute number that seven percent or 6.3 that i that i talked about it's the fact that it's increasing and it's still increasing mm -hmm. so if the ppi is increasing that flows through to the PPI. 
The CPI. CPI, excuse me. Pause, the pause there one second. What Danny just said is they're going to pass on their higher cost yes. to you and me. Yes. Now, now, so that really is the story. Now, here's the other story. I was doing some research, and we've heard about this big bottleneck in California. So, so the classical definition of inflation is just the Fed printing too much money and sticking it in there. It's not technically supply and demand like a supply and demand disruption, like the shipping problem off the coast of California. All these big cargo ships you've read about them are just sitting in port. And the argument, and now that even though that's supply and demand, it, it hits us in the form of higher prices. So it feels like inflation. So I don't care whether it's supply demand problem disruption or inflation. It's all the same to me. It hurts my disposable income and it slows the economy because I have less to spend. It hurts. It can have a negative effect on the economy. Right? Now, we've been told that the reason that, that we've had this bottleneck in California at these ports is because COVID related, you know, they got all these restrictions in place and they got to clean every time a ship comes in, they've got to vet the, the people on board the ship and then they got to clean all the you know uh, containers that come off and they've got to kind of got to rotate and 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 that's really the story we've been told but this guy did this and I'll send you this report too if you want it's it's a report that a guy did and he's talking about California in October 16 2020 they enacted this they, they kind of had it in place and it's this huge emissions deal where if you have a truck a a truck to go pick up those big cargo containers at the port of LA or the port of Long Beach the two major ports in California you've got to have a truck 3 years or newer that meets all those those new emissions test right now think about that that basically just precluded every small and mid-sized private trucking company there because they don't have the money to go buy a whole new fleet of trucks. And in fact, it actually excluded a lot of the big trucking companies that simply aren't going to pay for a whole new fleet. They just don't have the time or cash flow. And, and, and the government of California, they didn't like phase it in where they just said, okay, I'll tell you what, next Next time you buy a truck, it's got to be a new truck with these certain emissions. It's just we're just doing it, and, and we're doing it right now. And and nobody's talking about that. You don't see that in any of the reports. You don't see that in the media. Nobody's telling you that. So you just had 50% of the trucks come offline. Now, Biden and his administration with the unions, the, the longshoremen, came and said, we're going to – they did a press release last week, said, we're going to fix this. We're going to come out, and we've agreed, we've had them agree to work three continuous shifts, twenty-four right. hour shifts. They're going to sh they're going to work full time around the clock, and we're going to get this thing resolved. Here's the problem, Tim. So they the, the they take the container off the ship, which is what those longshoremen do, and now they're just stacking them up on the dock. They're running out of dock space, so the tr it, you still have the same amount of the finite trucks that are cut by fifty percent. They can only load those trucks, fill them up, and take them off so fast. So now one of their solutions is the trucks that, quote, aren't compliant, that can't even come into California, which, by the way, that cost Californians lots of cost as you increase the price. Mm -hmm. They're going to meet them at the state line. They're bringing these trucks to the state line that are compliant, unloading them and loading them into another truck. 
in other states, and then that compliant truck goes back to the port and starts over again. So you're having to transport it to two trucks, which also cost a lot more money. Pause for a second. You're telling me you've got to be kidding. Me. I, I was about to no, say, no. Let me, let me, let me. Uh, are, we let the, me. are we the dumbest country? Well, state, I should say. I, I can't understand. I mean, truth really is stranger than fiction. Nobody could imagine this. Nope. In if you tried to write a story, the idiocy that goes on in some of these states is just mind-boggling. This was the alternate ending to Squid Games on. Uh... Oh, is this how it ends? Yeah, yeah, this is how it ends. I haven't finished watching it yet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Danny, let me just stopped uh, gas powered, uh, landscaping equipment is going to be, uh, they're they're getting strict on that again, too. It's going to be all electric, which is a disaster for landscapers. So hold on a second. So you mean, I just want to make sure that I understand this. So if the cab of the truck, not the trailer part, but the cab of the truck wasn't manufactured in in the last three years. So, okay. So it has to be 2018 and newer. Well, it says three, I mean. I don't know whether it's 2017 or 2018. Bottom line is you got to have a pretty damn new new truck. So a 2015 mm-hmm. tractor trailer cannot go in to the port to California, I think, but definitely the ports. Two ports they cannot go in. This the is nuts. So so the ones that are compliant that that can go into the port, they go, they fill them up, they leave, and then they go and meet another truck. Take all the stuff out, stick it in the non-compliant truck, and then go back to the port. Alex will uh, know this because I know it too. Um, the tr- <laughs> okay, so I'm driving in the California for the first time, like in 2000, uh, in my little Pontiac Grand Am SE two door coupe, 1987. And uh, Alex knows this; uh, he has to know this. It's on the eight, not the ten. So I'm on the eight, which is Southern Arizona, and I'm about to go over. The the I had no idea the mountains were that tall. I could know like just geographically challenged Tim here, and like there's these big cement barrels, and apparently that's where you would unheat your overheated car from driving up over. They like they fill them with water so you can get your radiator cooled off and keep trucking along. I'm like holy, and uh, it's nuts. So you're gonna drive these trucks. Over the, it's got to be a waste of energy. It's got to be the biggest waste of energy. Alex, you've, oh, yeah, have you done that drive? Apparently, it's better. Yeah, there's also they have these weight, um, these big scales for the trucks. Yeah, and I'm wondering um, what's going to happen with that the whole cargo thing that you're talking about. There's so many regulations and and red tape. How is that better for the? I, I don't want to get too much into politics, but I can't not, imagine it, this it is better. Be. Than there, there's so much lack there's of no common way. sense here. But the other thought too is that I have uh, two thoughts on this real quick. Um, there's, I don't understand. Just because the port goes to 24 hours doesn't mean there's the people to work it. Well, see, that's yeah. the other. Well, no, no, they they've got enough people to work it. That's they not do. The, they do, and the union has agreed to do it. The point is, it doesn't matter. All they're doing is taking the cargo. But the union doesn't control the truck drivers. The truck, there's not enough truck drivers. There's not. A, forget the truck drivers. There's not enough trucks. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's the, Even if they gave you a truck license, Tim, tomorrow you could the truck you could go in there on your tricycle, yeah, but you can't get a truck in there. So it's cut the available trucks that are suitable that are that are approved by f- over fifty percent. Therein lies the problem. And guess what? So Amazon, so these big companies, Amazon, where's that list? Um, Amazon, Home Depot. Um, um, let me find them. It's it's right here. There's a whole list of them. They all knew about it. Mm-hmm. 
but because they didn't want to get it, so it's Amazon, um, um, Home Depot. Where is it? Where is it? Stall for me, Tim. Um, oh, well, okay. I've got. Uh, I got it. Amazon, Walmart, UPS, FedEx, Samsung, Home Depot, Target, to name a few. They all kind of knew that this was happening, right? And so they started making, um, because they've got buying power. They've got power and enough buying power to get big, big contracts to circumvent and go to other places. So if you're going to... They took out their own container ships. They, yes. Yeah. And see, small and mid-sized businesses and importers can't do that. So number one, you're hurting small businesses. You're raising their price. And if ships from Asia and China go through the Panama Canal and go to East Coast ports or the Gulf of Mexico here in Texas or Florida, which is what DeSantis, DeSantis was saying, we'll take you here in Florida. Come on, guys. Yeah. But you know what that does? That doubles the sale time, the, the cost of shipping. Yeah, doubles yeah. the cost, and so does transporting it from two trucks. And so this is going to cause that that PPI pipeline we were talking about, because transportation input costs are in that cost. What do you think is going to happen? You think they're just going to eat that? They're going to pass that on to the consumer. It's going to go through uh, uh, the consumer price index. So number one, now the story's getting out that there is a problem, there's a bottleneck, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that's, so regardless of the real reason, I mean, it's important, but even if you put that aside for a minute, everybody's telling you to go shop early for Christmas because come, come, come December, there ain't going to be any goodies in Santa's bag, right? It's going to be empty. Oh, so you, so you, are you saying on. Santa's sack's going to be empty? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, so, so they're, they're going to... They're, they're telling everybody to go buy Christmas early, right? That actually could pull prices forward and drive up prices. And you're going to have shortages later, which is going to drive up prices. So it's a perfect storm where you're going to have. So I don't see this PPI and CPI going down or taming anytime soon unless they absolutely just do, do, do a Russian roulette and, and cause a recession. Boys are about to have their toilet paper. Um, yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, Signet Jewelers, uh, which is a mover this week, uh, on other news, but mm -hmm. I was listening to a replay of the CEO talking. She ships via air. So it's a luxury good. Jewelry is a luxury good. It's also very light, so yeah, it's yeah, easier yeah, to ship. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, but it's interesting that uh, this is a standout here uh, right now uh, in the market. But the, to the truck driver thing, so I was doing some reading a couple of weeks ago, and I just verified it while you were talking. Uh, they were trying to get the truck because there's a real shortage of truck drivers. It's a skill set. Yes, yes. Like if anyone drives on the roads of Texas, it's a, there's a reason why there's billboards. Have you been hurt in a wreck? Like, oh, it is. Man. Uh, it's the, the trucks here are pretty aggressive. I, I Well, but it's hard to back. Look, I, I drive a horse trailer every once in a while. You're gonna Backing kinda, that stuff up is tough. I, I'm not. Look, it's a skill. I'm not, there's no, I'm just saying that I've, I've lived like eight places, uh -huh. uh, you know, in this country. And this is the worst I've ever seen trucks this aggressive or I'm getting older. Like I could be just getting older, right? Like get off my lawn older, but well, probably a little of both. A little bit of both. The truck drivers here are super aggressive. Who's the hammer? The Texas hammer. Um, Jim Adler. Jim Adler. Yes. The Texas hammer. I heard the other day he can't practice anymore. What? No idea. The Texas hammer? Uh, yeah. Maybe somebody can write in the show and tell me. Dude, I have no idea if that's true. I think he brought his son in, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? 
Yeah, his son is now trying to do the John, mallet. John Adler. <laughs> the no, mallet. he's trying to do the hammer. The mallet. The mallet. He's, a, he's a mini hammer. There's a billboard downtown. It's not. It's not nearly as cool as that. I, I love lawyer nicknames. Like lawyer the nicknames mallet. of the day. Like in how there's the, the strong arm. Ro- the strong arm. <laughs> yeah, like oh, who is the strong arm? Tell me who the strong arm. I don't know. I think he might have. Uh, expired. Did, oh, did he? He did. One of take them, it. He one took of his them, own yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. After his daughter. But they keep. But they keep him going. Yeah, his daughter. He has a, well, he, had, yeah. he had. He had a successful uh, practice. practice. Yeah. So we'll just get off that joke right yeah, quick. Anyway, yeah, moving God. along. Yeah, moving yeah. along. So truck driver age is uh, <laughs> truck driver age is twenty is twenty one. And normally I'm like a big proponent. Like you go fight for war, you should be able to go do. I think you should, should be able to drink beer if you can. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're no, legal I'm, to go die for our thing. country. You should be able to do anything I am, else. I'm typically a huge proponent. Smoke cigarettes. Do do what you want to do um, at at 18. You know, because if you can, you can vote at 18, uh, you can go serve at 18. You should go do a lot of things at 18. I am actually not a proponent of allowing. I believe at uh, 21 years old, I know they're grown men, they're, but they're kids. They're, I know, I know, I know. I, a lot of people don't think of them as kids. They're they're young. Let me just say they're young. There's a lot of people in this world that cannot drive an automobile at a younger age, okay? 21 should absolutely positively be the minimum age to drive a missile down the road. That's what cars are, right? Like 90 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour. They're missiles. They run on explosions. Yes. <laughs> they run on miniature explosions yes. going off under under a thin veil of of metal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like we should probably we need some gravitas. We need some where with situational awareness is like one of my favorite two words. Like you need to have perspective. Like these trucks ruin people's lives in the wrong hands and with people who aren't making good decisions potentially. And a lot of bad decision making happens when you're younger because you lack what, Daniel? Not because Tim hates the young. Don't let that be the headline. Because you lack what? Out of youth. Experience. Experience and perspective. And what's the old song? Is it a Beatles song? Or what's the old adage? Like, I wish uh, I had the... Oh, I wish I had the... Um, I wish I had my youth, but... I, anyway, I, I've, I've gooned it all up. But I wish I had the, the, uh, the perspective I have now. At, you know, oh, youth is wasted on the young. That's what it is. There's a song where, where a phrase is, youth is wasted on the young. And I don't think that's the Beatles. That's not the Beatles? Can someone so. just Google youth is wasted on the young and tell me where it came from? Um, but uh, I don't think you should. You're not going to solve it by lowering the age. I think you're going to make a problem worse. And someone I've heard say, well, just uh, I was doing some reading on this. Someone said, just pay them more. I'm not sure that's. Uh, there's a lot of jobs that are just paying more and they're still not being filled. That would, uh, Hunter, you might know this. You, you, you do a lot of research. Uh is it 10 million people left the workforce in September? It's the highest number ever. Yeah. Record. Now, they also said, oh, it's because the, here's the story. Here's the, 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 you know, spin. distraction, the yeah. spin. They said, well, it's because the job market is so strong and that the, the, the wages are good. So people actually left the workforce and they quit. They quit. That was a record number. Because they're going to go get another job, they're going to get another job elsewhere for higher pay or something they like to do. Well, if that's true, then new hires would also be very, very high. It was a huge miss. Yeah. New, new, new jobs <coughs> created was a huge miss. 
So they're they're so they're having some issues right now. I'll tell you what. Do you have anything more on inflation? Because I don't think this is going. Away. Well, no, no. I think I I think that's. I don't want to beat okay. the dead yeah. horse, but it, you're, we're definitely going to have so far month mean. over month. It keeps Skyrocketing going. Skyrocketing prices. It's it's it, PPI and CPI are still moving up. Um. Yeah. This is not going. The story is not going. Just how how does it develop and then reflect on the market, Hunter? That brings me now to you, brother. Let's do some stocks. Let's talk. By the way, Danny, you're uh, real quick. This chart you're talking about. This is a uh, 12 month percentage changes. Look at this, not seasonally adjusted. This is the research where Danny was uh, started his research. Uh, super interesting when you look at food, energy, right? Oh, if you if you want, there's to- a PPI chart that is a line chart. Hold it up. That's that's uh, literally just going vertical. Hang on. It's right there. I don't know if you can see that. That line's pretty right there. It I looks like that. the monetary. It. Looks like the uh, M2, doesn't it? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That graph's going up. That's <laughs> the rate of change, baby. Is that? Yep. That graph proves it. All right. <laughs> we got a line. It's going up. It proves our point. Yes, we are king. <laughs> I, I drew that five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was Sharpie. Like 100% official on a piece of paper yep. in black and white. Lower left, upper right. It's in that 140-page report. <laughs> if anybody wants to get it, just email me. That's right. I'll let you read it. Do not question our research. Hunter, take it over. All right. Well, first, I got some interesting stuff, just some data uh, on oh. the indices, Tim, just to kind of get data. back and play devil's advocate to what you were talking about. Um, and forgive me. I'm writing one last thing down here. So... To your point about the NASDAQ being a little bit of a laggard uh, and not being over the 50-day, that is 100% correct. That's because the NASDAQ was the weakest on the way down. IWM and MDY, meaning Russell and small caps, didn't really correct very much. Uh, The S&P and the Dow, however, pulled back about 5 to 6%, while the Qs pulled back about 8 to a little bit over 8% at the lows. So from that standpoint and from that point of those lows they've all come up uh, and when i say all i mean the q's the dow and the they've all increased about five percent the q might have a slight edge it's increased from the lows but they've moved up in tandem pretty much so it would be expected that the q's would be below the 50 given their correction was a little bit deeper and they were about the same extension from their moving averages when the correction started uh so that is one point but we also have two closes above the 50 and 21 barring anything crazy happening today on the Dow and the S&P. Mm-hmm. We obviously have that on the IWM and the MDY. And then with the Qs, we are below the 50, but we are most likely headed for two closes above the 21. So um, I do see your point. You want the Qs to get over that 50. I, I agree around this time can be a volatile time of the year. Uh, but I think if you see the 21 that is now beneath the Qs begin to act as support and ultimately you do see two closes above the 50, I mean, if the if the Qs are getting above the 50 and getting two closes, that probably means continuation in the other indices as well. So that would be like the main last thing I'm watching is can the Qs clear the 21, give you some consecutive closes above it? I think so. it's more of the dollar. I think the dollar breaks uh, below the 21, you're going to see the Qs just explode. Higher. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Explode. I just, I just, yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I was gonna say, explode means higher, right? Like, explode. Well, explode could also mean no. It's implode. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You're right. You're, I, I get it. I just I, sometimes sure. I, I get English good. I get English good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I speak English. It's an extrogenous well. event when it happens. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke, Eek, stock nerd. Extrogenous. You, you get, you get, you got to go back and listen to a few podcasts ago to get that joke. <laughs> 
How do you spell that? I have- <laughs> so I, I I know what you're saying. I'm I, I think the dollar is. I think if something happens, it certainly it, has been the last yeah, month or been, two. Yeah, I don't that trend. And so the the trend is the twenty one, right? And maybe maybe that's all happening right now. Like the dollar's about to cycle out lower and about to light that match. Go ahead, man. I do have. I got some interesting individual stocks ranging across pretty much every sector. Just some very different sectors. Uh, first, Tim, will you pull up FCX Freeport? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to highlight. There's. Uh, been a big change in character in regards to copper, which is what FCX most uh, commonly moves in tandem with. So pull up uh, CPER, the ETF, Tim, or the futures, whatever you want to do. I was gonna, I was uh, gonna just pull up. It's yeah. H, sorry, HG. Pardon me. So you can see obviously a, a big move, and so the important thing to take away is, uh, and FCX in particular lagged the leading steel stocks for the better part of. Since they peaked back in uh, early, I think that's around March, April in that range, uh, which you're looking at copper here, but FCX moves pretty oh, similarly. Let me but we're starting to see, we're starting to see that that dynamic change and the new cores and the STLDs, which are your steel companies, are weaker and they're kind of in downtrends, whereas FCX is breaking out and has volume. So a shift in character in that metals and mining uh, type of space. Also, Tim, the next name I want to pull up is AA. Uh, another metal and mining company that isn't so heavy steel, they're actually more involved in aluminum. They're, they're breaking out on pretty massive uh, earnings today. The market obviously very happy with it, about 400% above average volume. Another name in the transportation space, JBHT, also breaking out today uh, oh, on I, pretty big volume. Go yeah, ahead. I just want to make sure, I, somebody asked me on Twitter, can, can the fellas, I mean, the three, three guys on camera, well, we're on camera. Can they say when they own something and don't own? Yes. Yes. Just do you own any of the stocks you talked about? Yeah. Well, yeah. None of the ones that I've mentioned <laughs> thus far, I own. Okay. Uh, That's a, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh I, I got confused. Just for clarity's sake, you don't own it. The shop doesn't own any of the stocks that we just talked about. That's correct. No. That's, that, that, okay. Yeah. By the way, uh, in in Britain and Australia, they pronounce it aluminium. Thanks, Dan. I think that's just, true. Just want to let you know. Yes, Dan has all the enunciations and pronunciations down. Hey, pat. on back of the, on back of how they spell aluminum. <laughs> on back of how they spell color with a U. Let me show you how they. <laughs> let me show you when they're asking for Reynolds wrap how it goes. <laughs> all right. God bless. I do. I've I got, got some that. more here, Tim. Go um, ahead. I'm sorry. I I I, I and just kind of. Zach, thank no, you. No, you're good. In, in keeping with this, uh, the metals or the commodity type of environment, right? AA, a lot of that stuff is a commodity, aluminum, steel, FCX, copper. Mm-hmm. You also are seeing strong moves in the uranium market. URA is the ETF there, Tim. Uh, it's actually made a really strong move at the beginning of the week. Now, over the last two days, has pulled back pretty nicely uh, and acting pretty well here. So strong moves in uranium. Also pull up LAC, Tim. This is Lithium Americas Corporation, a lithium miner. You're seeing strong moves in this area. So to your point about inflation, you, I mean, it's 100%. Like it's, we've had confirmation from the Fed members. It's staying for longer than we anticipated, et cetera. And you're seeing that in nearly, nearly every commodity chart. I mean, pull up LPX, Tim. This is the, the wood company that went so crazy uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. This is a great looking chart and nobody's talking about it. So there's evidence of this, but there's a lot of stocks or sectors that are benefiting from it 
uh, beyond the conventional commodities that most people think of. And that's pretty interesting too, Tim, when you compare it to lumber, the way uh, LPX's that, chart looks. Just let me just for people that might have missed it, look at lumber. Just well, but look, you're not seeing a beat down in home prices. This is the thing. I don't care what anyone tells you. You are not going to see every the only thing that brings a reduction in prices is when the businesses are hurting. It's the so when sales go down, right? It's the only time. And and if you want any just like clear example of that, tell me the last time Starbucks lowered their prices on coffee, and that is a commodity that moves often. The only time a commodity moves. Well, that from an investor standpoint, that means their margin should be better. So right. Oh yeah. No. No. People people do put that trade on exactly what you just described. LBX. I'm sorry. Yeah, one what, last one. What Tim. was the chart, Hunter? Uh, LB. LPX. LPX is Louisiana thank Pacific. You. Yep, thank uh, you. Yeah. There you go. They're kind Just of the biggest, most liquid. Inverse, inverse chart. Go ahead, buddy. And then, right. Tim, my, my last one is a firm, AFRM. And I really, uh, I know it's been talked about uh, before. I know Alex has done a video on it, but I, there's really one key point that I want to highlight. And that is since that first gap up, which is going to be on eight. 30, I believe, that up to around 100. I think 101 was the high. Uh, uh, since that point, average volume has increased about fold on this individual stock. So we've, it went from trading about 2.8 million shares per day to trading around 13 or 14 million per shares, uh, or four, 13, 14 million shares per day now. And that's steadily climbing. We've actually seen over the last eight days, it's traded about 10x its volume prior to the gap. So not only are we seeing a, a vast changing character in price, you're seeing that reflected in the volume. This is, I mean, you can look at the, the volume pattern. Uh, I don't know if you can pull that up in here, Tim, but it's a pretty um, substantial move. Obviously, oh, you know, we've, I believe on 10.6 traded 53 million shares Maybe per day. Uh, wasn't anything close to that on uh, the previous life of the stock. And in full disclosure, we do own that. That is correct. So here you can see it. So I've uh, been working with a different workspace. So here you can see there's the big volume spike. It's a tiny line. I'm trying to make it bolder. It's really hard to do when cross. Well, Where you I'm can still see the lines. Yeah, yeah. they get much taller. They, That's a 50 You know what? A, a, a good, a good uh, comparison is Upstart or SI. Pull up those charts as well, sure. Tim. And you'll if see he would, I always try to get him to put it in white in background. He, he fights me on that because in white, you'd be able to see the lines. No, we, so upstart, <laughs> if you go back to like, uh, this would be like March of, mm -hmm. of this year, you can yeah. see volume picks up and that 50 day average begins to get much taller and then go to SI Tim and look at like around October, November of last year. And you can see the same thing. We went from, you know, hardly trading any shares on SI being very low, like three, 400,000 a day to now we're consistently around 800,000. So you're looking, it's just another thing to examine when you see a change in character and price, does volume follow that? And is it seen and is it continuing? And for the time we're seeing that on an upstart, we have seen that with high. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a good sign to see with those strong price moves, the strong volume change in character as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, is it all you got, brother? Yes, sir, that's it. I know that was a lot, but- No, it's awesome, it. awesome work. Alex, 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 what do, what do you have? The Tom Brady of finance, what do you have? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I did put out a bonus stock video last night. You can go to our YouTube channel and type Whoa, in. Whoa, you're doing that Make on sure your own? You're... No prompting? Yeah. Holy... Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Oh, my gosh. Notification.
Upstairs School three, of Broadcasting, baby. Holy I hell. Had, there's three bonus stocks out right now that I had gone over. Um, actually, if you, I want to piggyback off of uh, Hunter here on a firm. If you could pull that back up. I uh, wanted to... I want to talk about something when a, when a market is in let's say correction like it was last week and you start to see leading stocks like a firm you can see that big bar there i think it was october 4th that big bar it went from like 110 to 120. i'm sorry um, october 4th yes 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 yes, yes right there yep. so this is around when the market started to turn but I'm, what I do and technique that our viewers could maybe pick up on is if you start to see like leading stocks like a firm or upstart or, or doc and DOCN, they start to move higher with a lot of strength and volume. That's a cue to me that the market is shifting because you got to remember leading stocks are called leaders for a reason. They lead the market. It's not the other way around. And that's why you, you'll, you could have a year where stock market, let's say the S&P 500. It's up 10%, but some stocks go up two to 300%. So you gotta, gotta follow the individual names. You have to watch your watch list. What is, what, is, what is your watch list telling you? Mine was telling me to buy. So I do own a firm in my personal. Uh, another stock that's on the bonus list is uh, Dutch Bros, B-R-O-S. I love how he says Dutch Bros. <laughs> Dutch Bros. <laughs> we actually own this in-house too at Revere. Go. We don't know, um, you know what, hold on a second. I'm trying to. I've gotten this question like three times and the same person has been me like three times. We we don't own any of those. Uh, do you own a firm or yes. upstart? Yeah. We yes. own a firm. Yes. Okay. The shop owns a firm. Yes. The shop owns upstart? Bros. Not Bros. Bros. Okay, there you go. Bros. Um, I, okay, so I, this I is an IPO. I went over a little bit more in detail on this one. Uh, I, I do like it. So you can pick up more on the on what – I don't want to – spend too much time on it because it is on the YouTube channel. You can find out more about it. Um, the, the one of the stocks I do want to go over today, I haven't talked about, if you can pull up AMD, Advanced Micro Devices. Uh, so this daily chart, if you can contract that uh, to a weekly, yeah, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive. To me on charts, it's, it, you see what I'm trying to say. One second. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want, every time I, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's not, not 20 it's not, okay. give me a second. I will fix yep. this. No problem. This. Take your time. I have every, I got to fix it so I can get that. New workspace. Go ahead, buddy. What are you trying to look at? There we go. If, um, so if you could use a trend line, uh, move my, my face is in the way of the chart. There we go. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there my we go. Picture if you could draw, you, you could see it. There's a double bottom and it starts from that left side on the 122. Nope. Nope. Yep. There's a new base up on the right. We're 122.49 at the top. Oh, you want to yep. go from down? You want to go from down no, there? No, I want to start. No, I want to draw a double bottom base up on top right. Uh, you know what? This isn't from working. One... Just describe it. Okay. And, uh, Anyways, we'll, we'll... so if you, you can see it um, from 122.49 up there at the very top on the right side of this, the screen, it right. comes down. Okay, and then it comes back up to the middle where that green. Oh, I got bar you is. right here. I got. And then it goes okay. back down again. That's called a double bottom. So this, these are rare, especially on a liquid stock like this. Uh, I tend to gravitate towards a liquid name like this that's creating a double bottom base, and that that pivot up there at one fourteen forty nine, I am keen in on. I do own some call options on this. The November one fifteens is what I own. I I do think that this is uh. 
a name to to watch and you got to start watching these bases set up because when you start to have more opportunities like we like we were having that's a sign to me that the market's probably going to go higher when we get a big stock like this setting up a double bottom that's telling me to buy me personally um so watch out for those cup and handle type bases double bottoms if you don't know what those are please email any one of us we will just we'll, we'll go over in detail with you on what a double bottom base is that's it for, for me all right don what's up uh the numbers 114 and 109 do, do those have any significance anybody they should to hunter and uh alex because that's Say the that again? score that i beat them by in our oh clash oh i see last week. <laughs> oh look at that chart <laughs> Uh, this is a chart of the mm. uh, the pink line is the trend of Guns and Guns and Sweetums who have lost three straight, and the green line is the trend of domination. Oh wow! Domination is brilliant. Domination. One, three straight. So um, we hadn't talked about that in a while, and I just wanted to make well, sure we... that I did win the clash of the titans uh, sure is hunter are you are you the jar are, number got hurt are you having a good google i mean good, a good betting season uh yes we are mm -hmm. currently up about 40 percent on uh the initial value that was put in with our uh little oh, wow basically risk management approach to sports betting and uh doing parlays okay making money yeah uh in the green 40 percent profit so far there you go. All right. What you, what you got, Don? Uh, the twenty one twenty one list had uh, is having a pretty good week, with the exception of one stock Celsius that we got stopped out on today. Uh, tune in Friday night for uh, the updates on where they stand. Some really uh, had strong runs. Uh, the the biggest position we have right now in house is Amberella AMBA. That is a member of the twenty one over twenty one club, and um, we haven't mentioned this week, but we're all William O'Neill disciples here in-house, and we did have a classic O'Neill follow-through day on Thursday, which is a strong move and higher volume uh, after a low is made, preferably after the fourth day a low is made. In this case, it was day eight off the low, and that's what propelled us yesterday to um, add some exposure in-house. And uh, that got us back above the 21, and we're uh, on track. It's uh, 1.27 p.m. Eastern time now, so we're on track to get our second close above the 21 and the 50 on the S&P 500. As we mentioned, the Qs can't, uh, have not been able to get above the 50 yet. Small caps and mid caps broke out of their triangles on that same day. So until evidence to the contrary uh, presents itself, uh, the, uh, the market is back to a bullish posture. Okay. Uh, to get that video, revereasset.com, just go Daily Market Insight. It'll be the top video there. And if you want to watch the podcast because you don't subscribe, but somehow you found this podcast and you're listening to it anyway, yeah. not quite sure how that would happen, but podcasts. All right. Uh, Danny, I got one more thing. And then uh, after you take us home. Folks, if you like what you heard, please f f tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Did you forget what, how you, I, 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 he's, he's getting into it. Wow. I just, wow. I, I want to be no, no, no way today. No, I wanted no to, room. I wanted to, I want you to have the opportunity to start over. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Danny, well, I've got one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. When, when you take us home. So take us home the normal way. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Folks, if you like what you heard, 
Or if you just want to comment on my shirt, you like my shirt, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, just send them to revereasset.com. They can sign up for our daily market newsletter, or they can uh, uh, email us, any of us, dan at revereasset.com, Tim at revereasset, Don at revereasset, or Hunter or Alex at revereasset.com. You want to talk about, you know, a stock you have a question about, or you want a complimentary portfolio review, or you just have a topic you'd like us to uh, take on the show. Um, you can also always call us at Old School 855 Real Wealth. It was, you wanted to say something about your shirt and it threw you off. It did. It did. <laughs> I was like, how hard could that be? Oh, oh you're fine. You're fine. Look, um, a couple things here. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of triggers. So I, somebody asked me this. Like, they, the guys mentioned a lot of stocks. What's the, what's the trigger to get in? And, and everybody has their, you have to have your own plan. Like, mm -hmm. Alex has his own plan. Hunter has his own plan. Don has his own plan. Danny had a plan for that shirt today. Uh, trigger triggers for me. By the way, I do like your shirt. I'm not being. I actually, I, I thought it was ridiculous. Then I actually put it on. I actually no, I, like I, it. I think I actually kind of like it. It's genuinely bold. Yeah. yeah, no, I like it. I, I kudos to Sid. I like Sid the kid. What grade is Sid the kid in now? She is a junior. Junior. Oh my gosh. Look, there is a, a real powerful in my for me. There's a powerful signal that I like, and it's real simple. Like you see this amalgamation of moving averages. But the purple line here is crossing through the pink and the and the uh, and the green line there. That's kind of like my shirt. Yes, it's all <laughs> like it's a five twenty one cross. And look, I I, I talked about uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin like two or three weeks ago in a video, and they came down to weekly support. And then you're looking for a trigger to get in. This is a this is like a classic trigger. But stocks, anything does this. Why are you sitting back? Like you're you're really basking. I am bad. You are basking. Can you, <laughs> like, oh. what is it? What is a, uh, what are they? Peacocking. You're yeah. <laughs> strutting. Strutting. Yeah. strutting. You're strutting. strutting. Yes, yeah. you're strutting. Yes. You know what? Scratch the, scratch the Alex on there. I'm Tom, Brady, Tom Brady and Danny on the, uh, on the, uh, <laughs> if I can work the shirt in. And a peacock. Oh, right. Yeah. And, I and agree. Yeah, the peacock. Def definitely but, Dan. Definitely Dan. But you can do, like, it, it worked. Like, be, I love what's happening in this space. And, uh, like, it's great. Just look at this. China backs out and it's and it just goes up higher. Like, but you, what gets you out of like, what if I'm wrong about the dollar? What if the dollar zooms higher and markets zoom higher? Like it's signaling. Like, like, like you reserve the right to be wrong, but the moving averages or or the price is telling you what markets are doing. And so to, price and volume trump all the so, other indicators. So many people are concerned with right and wrong. And and the right here is where China's getting out and telling you that crypto is going to hell in a handbag or a lot of, a lot of pieces are right, coming out right. and just look at what Bitcoin's doing, but it's identified right here initially where, where that white bar is and a five, uh, eight, five, 21 cross. Right. And all that represents is the, the shorter term moving averages overtaking the short term. Moving and average. it doesn't have to be more complicated. It, it really doesn't. And so if that happens, Take, take a shot, but have what, Danny? What do you tell people? Always have a cell discipline. There you go. Folks, we'll talk to you next week on Your Money. <laughs>